Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Greetings, programs, and welcome back to another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So, you are back in the, the Blue Wahoo Stadium this evening. I see. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm coming to you via a not-so-undisclosed location. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm here. We've got an event going on that's wrapping up, but nothing that really needs my attention anymore so figured why not just bring the laptop in and uh and do the show from here again so fantastic here i am and uh later tonight if you're watching this live uh head over to um what's his youtube channel name uh well actually Stand just keep an eye out on uh at Derek underscore diamonds uh twitter page and he'll put it up there where uh he and the uh, official fact checker Wallace Phelps will be doing uh, another round of wrestling trivia tonight after after Nerd Cave Retro. For the big gold belt. Yeah, Sergeant Sketch says uh, uh, in the chat room, what exactly is a Wahoo? A Wahoo is a type of fish, but funny enough, it is not local to Pensacola. <laughs> so course. why we are called the Blue Wahoos... Why would it I'm be? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> well, at least you're not. It called, was. At least you're not called the Shuckers like Biloxi, and then your 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 <laughs> logo looks like a sideways <laughs> vagina with with googly eyes. <laughs> you have no idea the jokes that we've made off of that logo. Oh, I'm sure. But I mean, that's kind of a thing for minor league baseball is that they have weird names. Like you have in Texas, you have a team called the Sod Poodles. And over in Jacksonville, you have the Jumbo Shrimp. So it's it's known for, for weird names. But <laughs> we're, it, it's weird because you think Blue Wahoos, and you're like, oh, it's kind of a weird name, but it's like it's kind of tame compared to other names. Dude, Wally just wrote <laughs> in the chat room, like, the Utah Jizz. I think he meant to write jazz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little, I think the official fact checker needs to to do some spell check before he types in the chat room. The Utah jizz. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the R-rated tag for the show. Thanks, Wally. <laughs> and it's still, yeah, he said, no, one. I meant jizz. It's still jizz. <laughs> <laughs> we are earning that red oh, tonight man. on iTunes. Uh, well, we can't spend too much time on the beginning because we have a ton of news to get to tonight. So um, I do want to say uh, before we go into everything, man, if you're not a part of the Nerd Cave Retro community that is uh, blowing up on our Discord server, we have a great community of people that are, are starting to really gather 
uh, around this show, and I'm so proud. This is the community I've been wanting to build for years, and it's finally starting to happen. So we'll have Derek uh, tweet out the, uh, the the Discord link so you can be a part of the Nerd Cave Retro Discord. And, um, yeah, if you want to be a part of community where it doesn't matter if you're if you're black or white or if you're, you know, whatever your sexual orientation or religious orientation or political affiliation, everyone is welcome in the Nerd Cave community. So please, please join us. Yes. Yes. But uh, I'm, let's get to the news, man. We've got a ton. Yes, we do. This first one is from RetroDodo.com. Lego Super Mario sets revealed, including Bowser's Castle. Um, it uh, teased us with their basic set a few months ago, which uh, just so happened to pre-order, but now they've revealed everything, and it's too much to handle. Uh, you've got the Adventures with Mario starter course and uh, for $59.99, uh, Guarded Fortress expansion set, uh, let's see, Womp's Lava Trouble, Piranha Plant Power, Boomer Bill Barrage Expansion Set, Mario House and Yoshi Expansion, Toad's Treasure Hunt, Bowser's Castle Boss Battle Expansion Set, Thwomp Drop Expansion Set, King Boo and the Haunted Yard Expansion Set, Fire Mario Power-Up Pack, Propello, Propeller Mario Power-Up Pack, Cat Mario Power-Up Pack, um, and it goes on and on. So if you're a Lego enthusiast and a Nintendo enthusiast, get ready to be poor. <laughs> you know all that money I've been saving up the last few months? Yeah. It's about, about to, be to all go away. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this Bowser set looks awesome. I want all of these. All of it. I want every single bit of this. Dude, but that Bowser's Castle looks so cool. It does. I even like the the little Mario house because it comes with the Yoshi too. Yeah, that that in itself is is really cool. But no, I'm I'm gonna end up probably getting all of these, dude. This, I mean, it it just has to happen. This Bullet Bill set looks cool too. It's even got a shy guy. I even guy like the little. Um, I even like the little um, Fire Mario yeah. accessory. Because it's literally just the white hat and the white overalls, yeah. but they show a picture of what he'll look like, and it looks really cool. Ah, oh, these are so cool, man! Why do they? Why do they want all my money? I like to have money, but they want all of it. So that I don't know. No, you can't have all my money, Lego. <laughs> it says here that they launch on August first of <sighs> this year. Stop! Just stop. It's only like a month away. Uh, Sergeant Sketch, go check out all of the the Lego sets now. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Actually, I would recommend that you don't just because you're going to want to spend all of your money. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, moving on to NintendoLife.com, Star Wars Episode One Racer is out on the Switch. It's also got the uh, the launch trailer included with the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this actually uh, a while back, but it's available on uh, the Switch for fourteen ninety nine, which is not a bad deal, Mm-mm. if I do say so myself. 
Uh, it was released, actually, if you're listening to this live, uh, it was released yesterday. So, yeah, go out on the Switch and get your um, copy of Episode 1 Racer. Yeah, it was actually... I would highly recommend it. One of the better racers for the N64, and I'm pretty sure with the dual analog sticks, it's going to be much better on the Switch. So I may end up picking this up this weekend. Yeah, I'll definitely get it at some point, too. Because I, I haven't played it since the N64 days. Hmm. So it's, you know... It's very, very good. It's uh, It's got to happen. Yeah. And from ESPN.com, here we go with old Billy Mitchell, the, the hot sauce king himself. <laughs> Has By his... the way, I don't want to cut you off. But how how often is it that we read an article from ESPN? Oh, yeah. Very, this is the very first one and probably the last. <laughs> Um, but Billy Mitchell, the man referred to by many as the bad boy of retro gaming, has been given his world records back. Um, Mitchell, the star of 2007 documentary King of Kong and holder of many retro video game world records, including Pac-Man and Donkey Kong, saw his reputation tarnished and his gaming achievements between 1982 and 2010 stripped from the video game record books, most famously from the Guinness Book um, back in 20, uh, April 2018. He was accused of cheating, including using an emulator to achieve his records instead of an authentic arcade machines. Um, so this goes through. We've talked about all this before. So basically what happened was he basically threatened to sue <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records. And honestly, I think they just they didn't even want to have to deal with it. So they just reinstated his records. Because when you really think about it, like the Guinness Book of World Records, they don't really care. They just care about the money. Like you pay for them to come and like I'm I'm gonna you know eat fifty lemons and then you pay them to come there. You eat your fifty lemons and they're like, okay, that's a world record. And then you get in the record book. So that's about the extent of it. All they care about is money. So I think really they just didn't want to to, de to deal with a lawsuit with Billy Mitchell because he's basically just going sue happy the last couple of months. So I, that's pretty much all I think this is. Well, and it's easier than, you know, racking up court fees and yeah. all that type of stuff. So, okay. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of whatever to me, to be perfectly honest. Like I, not to sound indifferent, but, I am indifferent about this whole thing. I mean, I know that in that documentary, Billy Mitchell came off as kind of a sleaze bag. Yeah, but um, well, I mean, you have a glorious mullet like that. I mean, you you can't help but come off true. as the villain. <laughs> Only a villain would have a haircut that is like true. that. <laughs> that is true. He's he's like a um, a different version of Hans Gruber, but with better hair. <laughs> Uh, Sergeant like Sketch so. said, oh, my dad and stepmom just claimed their Powerball jackpot winnings today. Maybe I'll be able to afford these now. <laughs> Looking at the Lego sets. That's fantastic. Yeah, pretty much. You'll need to win the Powerball to get them all. But hey, you know, you don't have to get them all at once. Just put a couple of them away. away. By, the, by the time I would spend Powerball, Ooh. I could have bought the sets anyway. Yeah, something happened with your microphone there for a second. I don't know what happened. I hit the cable. Oh. <laughs> it's a very fragile cable. So. Okay. Technology is, has not been kind to me today. I know you're going to like this next story. All right, story. so 
So I've been waiting to talk about this ever since it was announced. So it, it was allegedly leaked that there would be a new Crash Bandicoot game, and it was officially announced that Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. No, that's me not saying it's about time hmm. that the game's coming out. That's the actual subtitle, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, this is from Polygon.com. Crash Bandicoot 4 is on its way at last. It's been 22 years since Crash Bandicoot Warped, the third entry in the original Crash trilogy, and 10 years since the last original Crash game. In other words, Crash fans have been waiting a long time for today's news. Toys for Bob has a new Crash Bandicoot game in the works, fittingly titled Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. So the Crash Remastered trilogy came out a couple of years ago and sold really well. So I think it was really only a matter of time before this was announced. The cool thing is, is it's going back to that same style of gameplay. Like it's mm -hmm. completely ignoring the PS2 era and games, you know, after that, that came out. Cause there were a few crash games, but they tried a different formula and it just didn't work. Yeah. So they're going back to, the traditional type of platformer with a couple of new uh, power-ups. I don't know if you watched the trailer for it, but no, I never, it, it I looks fun. It uh, you know, you know, I was thinking too, like even back when you did the, uh, the review for the insane trilogy, um, even, I think it was even you that said that, like, I think that was them like kind of, you know, dipping their toe in the water to see if there was still interest for crash bandicoot. And it maybe has sold it well mm -hmm. enough that they were just like, all right, well, we're going to go ahead with part four. So story-wise, it says here it will involve Neocortex, who's been the primary villain of the series, Dr. Entropy, who was introduced in the third game. He was the inventor of a time machine that you used. And Uka Uka, who's the twin brother of Aku Aku, ripping a hole in the fabric of space-time in order to escape from their remote planet. Coco and Crash will push back against that villainy with the help of four new quantum masks. These are the guardians of the universe. They're going to be able to restore balance to this multiverse, fracture time that's now taking place in this universe. So there's a, a cool um, there's a cool screenshot on the article where Crash essentially has a new suit where you can walk on ceilings. I think it's almost like yeah. a like an anti gravity suit, which I think could if it's a somewhat regular tool that you can use i think can add a cool new dynamic to the crash formula so yeah. i'm i'm personally excited for it you know i i had fun going back and it's i've mentioned it before i don't consider crash to be on the level of a mario or a sonic by any stretch but they're still fun games yeah. and this comes out in uh october of this year so i'll definitely be picking it up it was announced for PS4 and Xbox One, no announcement hmm. for the Switch yet. I imagine that will happen. And if it does, then I it's not going to be a day one purchase for me because if it's not announced for the Switch, then I think it will come out for it at some point. So, yeah, I mean, this is I'll, the kind I'll of game that. that's tailor made for the Switch. I don't know why. I mean, I know it's a Sony property, but you know, they'll make m more money by putting it on the Switch too. Yeah. Well, not to get too off topic, but it mentioned multiverse. Do you hear the announcement about Michael Keaton? Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. I am too. And maybe this will lead it, to maybe a, a Dark Knight Returns. 
an actual Dark Knight oh my Returns. God, don't don't tease me with that. <laughs> or or even Batman Beyond. Like if he was the older That's Bruce what Wayne. I was thinking. Oh, dude. Like be still my beating heart. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Either one I would be more than okay with. Yeah. Uh, this next story is actually uh, came to us on uh, NerdCaveRetro at gmail.com by Carlos, a.k.a. I am the Rampage in the chat room. Cobra Kai's, Rampage! Rampage! Cobra Kai's third season to show no mercy on Netflix. Um, let it be known that Netflix shows no mercy when it comes to scooping up the exclusive rights to an in-demand entertainment for their forever gl- gr- growing platform. It has been announced that Netflix will now be the official home of Cobra Kai, YouTube's uber-popular scripted series based on the characters from the Karate Kid film series. In addition to the exclusive rights to Season 3, they will have access on a non-exclusive basis to the first two seasons of the show for fans to enjoy. Seasons 1 and 2 will make their Netflix bow this year with an all-new season to follow. Dude, if as anybody out there that has not seen Cobra Kai Season 1 and 2... I mean, I literally uh, subscribed to YouTube Red twice just to watch this the seasons when they dropped, and they are so much. They're they're like the Sonic movie. Like you don't think it's gonna be any good. I was watching just for the sheer like I'm going to watch this dumpster fire because I love the Karate Kid as a kid, but it turned out to be good. Like insanely good to tell you how good this show is. So I rarely, if ever binge shows, I binged both seasons Mm -hmm. when they came out. Like it was, it was that good. And it, it just adds so much to the lore of the karate kid. It's like you said, you'd think that it wouldn't be any good. And it's still got a little bit of that, you know, eighties over the top feel to it, but it's like just enough with enough modern day stuff mixed in to make it really good. I cannot wait for this. I am going to probably binge season three when it comes out. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm starting to think Sergeant Sketch was telling the truth about his parents winning the lottery. If he did, like, dude, (laughs) hit us up on Patreon for like a thousand dollars a month. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yeah, it says, sadly, after taxes, they'll only be left with a paltry five-ish million. Yeah, no, no just, a, just a little bit, you know. Yeah, but yeah, only if you, five million. If there's anybody out there, if you anybody listening to this, if you have not seen Cobra Kai, it is so much better than it you think it's going to be. Like, it's ridiculously good. To me, it's better than any of the sequel Karate Kid movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would put it on par with the original one. Yeah, like, you don't even need to know that, like, uh, maybe part two. Part two, like, but any of the other ones, you can pretty much just, they don't exist. Like, this t- this is direct, yeah. like, uh, takes place, like, years after part two. Like, the events of part two directly affect these shows. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I've, I forgot they showed the flashbacks of I remember yeah. the beginning of part two they went they flashback to so this next story but is uh, so our weird. last story 
It's so weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, this comes to us from techspot.com. Researchers still don't know why this Atari 2600 game works. Let's see. In a nutshell, video game historians and digital archaeologists are increasingly digging up, no pun intended, old Atari games and delving into their code for clues on how titles were made given the hardware limitations of the day. One game, Entombed, is particularly noteworthy as it has stumped researchers thus far. Launched on the Atari 2600 in 1982, it tasks players with traversing down a continuous vertically scrolling maze while trying to dodge enemies. Since early game cartridges didn't have a wealth of memory to store static maze designs, the developer relied on a technique that would procedurally generate the maze, that is, build it on the fly. So let's see, uh, the publication notes, the game needs to decide as it draws each new square of the maze to draw a wall or a space for the game characters to move around. Each square should therefore be a wall or no wall. No wall, excuse me. One or zero in computer bits. The game's algorithm decides this automatically by analyzing a section of the maze. It uses a five-square tile that looks like a Tetris piece. This tile determines the nature of the next square in each row. That's pretty mind-blowing when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, thinking about like the actual amount of memory that were on those cartridges. But here's the weird thing. The tricky bit, it says, the tricky bit is that nobody can seem to figure out how it was made. So do they not know who programmed this game? <laughs> See, it says, the basic maze generating routine had been partially written by a stoner who had left. I contacted him to try and understand what the maze generating algorithm did. He told me it came upon him when he was drunk and whacked out of his brain. He coded it up in assembly overnight before he passed out, but now could not for the li- but now could not for the life of him remember how the algorithm worked. It says uh, studying That's old amazing. video game code could be immensely useful for modern day developers, especially especially those working on VR and other resource limited platforms. It's just weird, like the the you know this. Basically, you have an Atari twenty six hundred game that can build a maze on the fly. The dude that wrote it was drunk and high and has no idea how he made basically a primitive AI. For the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and has no idea how he did it. Leave it to the human race to come up with something <laughs> revolutionary while you're drunk and high and have no clue how you did it. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. It's just like, really, like you made this weird thing for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred that nobody to this day knows how it works. And you, the guy that did is just like, oh, I don't know, I was drunk. Like, really? Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. It's awesome. That's fantastic. All right. Well, it looks like we need to go ahead and move into this month in video game history. In June of 1981, Ultima is released for the Apple II, beginning a successful computer role-playing game series. I would say so, since they made like 80 of them. Only 80? Yeah, 80, 81, somewhere around there. Yeah, they release like, like I think one every quarter per year. 
Huh. Yeah, Sergeant Sketch says, if they are kind enough to bestow upon me a fair chunk of change, I'll definitely make sure you have enough on Patreon to do extra episodes for the rest of the year. Awesome. Sweet. Speaking of the extra episodes, we're going to be recording that this Sunday, so you Patreon people are going to get it first. Yes. Yes. I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> no, I'm actually really looking forward <laughs> to gonna it. It's going to be really fun. We, have, we always have a good time when we yeah. do the, the weird movies we haven't seen. Yeah, the, <laughs> no, the commentary tracks are great. Let's see. June 14th of 1983, Nintendo releases Mario Brothers, which features the first appearance of Mario's brother, Luigi. Was he named Luigi then? I don't remember. I don't know if they named I... him. Did they name I him not Luigi know. for this game? Um, That's, I'm skimming through this article real quick. Yeah. So the, I guess I mean, it doesn't mention the, him by any other name. Yeah, I guess so. Because I thought they didn't yeah. actually name him Luigi until Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, maybe. I have no I clue. Know. I mean, I I only briefly played the the old Mario Brothers arcade game. Yeah, I did too at the old Del Champs. <laughs> Uh, let's see. June 5th of 1989, Bullfrog releases Populous, one of the first commercially successful God games. I actually have this on the Super Nintendo, and I have attempted to play it a few times and have no idea what I'm doing, so I need to download a manual. I had no clue this was for the SNES. Yeah, they they put one out for it. Oh. And I love these know. type of games, the you know the the God games basically, like any kind of sim game. Mm -hmm. But there's so much going on, like I and I have no clue how to play it, so I need to download a manual. Yeah, I loved going back and playing the old Sim City game for Super Nintendo when I reviewed it. Yeah, I still want to. I remember that. I would just like I built. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that you know I loved like building my city, and then I would just kind of leave it running. Yeah, just to see what would happen. I want to get that ROM for the uh, the uh, SimCity on the on the original NES and see what that looks like. Yeah, but because I haven't talked about this character enough on the show recently, <laughs> on June twenty third, nineteen ninety one, Sega releases Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Genesis, which later becomes the pack in game and defining title for the console. It introduces the eponymous character who would go on to be Sega's mascot. Sega also releases a version of the game for the Master System and Game Gear. And went on to be I, one I mean, of the best I'll, movies of this year. I'll be honest, like it right now it's my favorite movie of 2020. Me too. <laughs> Granted, I haven't seen a ton of movies that have come out this year. I think I've only seen Sonic, Onward, and Bad Education. Hmm. I mean, all three of those are good movies, but... Oh, there, there's just something, and I think it's because I just had such low expectations for the movie, and I was Absolutely. so surprised by it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a fun movie to just go back and you know, even watch like little portions of it. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of crazy because I feel like they would have saved the movie for next year because next year is the 30 year anniversary of the yeah, character. No. I don't. I'm glad they released but, it when they did, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's got me um 
it's got me thinking because you know we're we're playing it here at the stadium on Saturday for our movie night, and it's got me thinking again about you know what I would do for a sequel, which oh, I, yeah. I could probably do a, a whole podcast based off of that, but I, I won't take up too much time here. But I mean, you know, it all started with this game that came out in June of. Uh, Actually, yesterday was the 29-year anniversary. Yes, it was I, of this I'm... game, and I mean, and I think all the sequels are honestly better, but they all got to start somewhere. Oh yeah, and they started with this game, so it, it's one of the most, to me, historically significant games of oh. all time. Oh yeah, I mean, Sega may not be the the powerhouse that Nintendo is, but Sonic is still one of the most recognizable. Uh, video game characters ever so they they hit the nail on the head with that mm-hmm. uh, let's see june 6th of 1980 uh 1993 electronic arts releases syndicate for the pc i do not remember syndicate i dig that box art though yeah it looks weird it's almost uh like the matrix yeah that's what i was thinking it just needs the code yeah <laughs> It's pretty wild. Yeah, it was actually, according to this, it was released for MS-DOS, Amiga, Mac, the Genesis, Super Nintendo, Atari Jaguar, the NEC, PC, 9801, Sega CD, and PSP. I do not remember It was released on the PSP this. in 2007. Yeah, this says the Super Nintendo, but I don't remember this at all. Might be no, I'd never I heard of this game for. until I um until I was doing the the gaming history segments. Hmm. Have to look that up. Yeah. On June 14th, 1994, Nintendo releases Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy in Japan, one of my probably top 5 favorite Game Boy games of all time. It featured remakes of the first four stages of the original arcade game, plus adding 96 puzzle-based levels. Mario is much more versatile in this version as he can backflip, handstand, and spin on wires. It received critical acclaim and became a Game Boy fan favorite and classic. You know, I actually never thought about it, because in Mario 64, you know how you can do flips and somersaults and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. I want to say all that originated from this game. I never played this. I think you would like it. It's literally, you go through the original levels from the arcade, and you know at the end, whenever Donkey Kong falls from the building and you're reunited with Pauline and everything, well, he jumps back up and then grabs Pauline again, and you essentially chase him until you get to uh, Donkey Kong's uh, tower at the very end of the game, and you fight this giant version of Donkey Kong. It's really cool. (laughs) You ever wonder why Donkey Kong didn't become the... uh major villain for Mario like why do, why is Bowser the major villain for Mario and not Donkey Kong I don't know it, I know they made Mario versus Donkey Kong games I think for the DS where it's more like a friendly rivalry but yeah that's an interesting point why did why who came up with Bowser and why did he replace Donkey Kong as as the villain I don't know who knows uh, let's see, uh, June 22nd of 1996, id Software releases Quake for MS-DOS. Quake was one of those games I never got to play. Really? Yeah, I never got to play Quake. I know a lot of people were into it, though. 
I remember it being a big thing back then. And it was also available for uh, Sega Saturn, N64, uh, the Linux, and Microsoft Windows. Yeah. But I, I remember it being, like, I, I want to say yeah, the successor to ID Software's uh, Doom series. I wa- yeah, I remember it being relevant, you know, a little bit after Doom. Hmm. But I never got into that PC era of gaming. Yeah. I mean, I was I was PC gaming at this time, but I just never got. I, I don't know. Just Quake was one of those ones that just passed me up. I'd love to go yeah. back and try try it out because a lot of people uh, who were gaming around that time, like Quake, was just the thing. It was like it was the halo of its time. And to close us out for this month in video game history, on June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine, Pokemon Pinball is released for Game Boy Color in North America. I, the thing I remember about this game is that it had a very odd shaped cartridge, but it was a really fun game. It's essentially Pokemon themed pinball, and who nah. doesn't like pinball? Oh yeah, I love pinball. It was it was a it was it was a fun game. I I didn't play it a ton. But I did have it, and it it was it was fun. Yeah. Well, before we go into our review for tonight, um, where Derek's got some shout-outs, and then actually I have uh, um, something to give away tonight. So get your um, trivia hats on, and uh, Derek, take it away with the shout-outs. So as always, we like to give a shout out to our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out Armez Jackson, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Sergeant Sketch, and Randy Bailey. Thank you guys for your awesome contributions. And because we are back at the $50 level, we will be recording a commentary track. As Jason mentioned, we're going to be doing that this Sunday, we'll be watching Double Dragon, which I have not seen in a very long time. And I'm going to take the Jason Robbins approach, and I'm going in completely cold. I'm not doing what I did with Mario Brothers yeah. and watching it again. You're not watching so, that one twice. Uh, I'm... <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm super excited for it, and it's all thanks to you guys. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And our buddy Axeblade07 has given me a code to give to, to a lucky winner. It's for Game Ground. It's a game called Game Ground uh, for the Sega Ages Classic for the Switch. It was in the Humble Bundle. Uh, so if you would like to win Game Ground... I have a question for you guys, and first person to type it into the chat will win. And this is a Ninja Gaiden question. It's a two-part question. How many acts and how many levels are in the original Ninja Gaiden? Uh, let's see. I'm I'm just going to go ahead, because nobody's getting it, so I'm just going to say there are 20 levels... With six acts. So I'm going to... <laughs> yeah, real big wall. 78 levels and <laughs> 1,000 acts. Sure. <laughs> so who would you say was the closest out of that? Uh, so Rampage said eight, 6 and 18. Well, I guess he would be the closest then. Because he said uh, six, 6 stages and 3 acts. So 
I think Rampage wins it, so he was the closest. Sorry, Sergeant Sketch. Uh, I would would have given it to you, but you said 14 and 6. So I'm going to let Rampage have this one. And uh, I will get that to you as soon as, uh, as soon as we're done with the show here. So, Derek, we're going to go ahead and go into the review for tonight. And uh, here is your music. I never want that music to stop. <laughs> That's good stuff. So speaking uh, of Patreon, little segue here, they actually chose my review for this week. So shout out to our awesome patrons for it was actually a tie between this and Crash Bandicoot. But Mario Sunshine got the first vote. So I use that normally as the tiebreaker. So for this week, I will be reviewing... What I honestly think is an underrated game in the Mario franchise, and that is Super Mario Sunshine. It is a 2002 3D platform game developed and published by Nintendo for the GameCube. It was the second 3D platformer in the Mario series following Super Mario 64. So after Mario 64 came out, and obviously it was a, a huge success, and people call it one of the greatest games, period, of all time. So how do you follow that up? And I know there were other sequels in development for this game that were ultimately canceled. And then we wound up with Mario sunshine. Now. Uh Oh, we got a frozen Derek on our hands. Come on. Hello. Hey, there you are. You froze for a second. Oh, like I said, spotty Wi-Fi here at work. So what what was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, you were just talking about. Um, actually, I don't remember now. <laughs> you were you were talking about all the different games that were uh, basically they were in development but didn't get made. And then this came out. Okay, so Luigi's Mansion was a launch title for the GameCube, where Luigi used essentially an accessory you know, the, the vacuum cleaner that sucked up all the ghosts. Well, Mario does the same thing with the flood, which is, is the acronym for the flash liquidizer ultra dousing device. And it's actually built by the same professor who built the, the vacuum cleaner for Luigi. So the game takes place on the tropical Isle Delfino where Mario Toadsworth, princess peach and five toads are taking a vacation. A villain resembling Mario, known as Shadow Mario, vandalizes the island with graffiti, and Mario gets blamed for the mess. So he's ordered to use Flood to clean up Isle Delfino. And from there, it goes into your typical Mario platforming style where you go through different levels, but instead of collecting uh, stars, you collect these uh, giant sun uh, trophies called Shines. And the more you collect, the brighter the island gets because it's essentially cast in darkness. The more you collect, you know, sun starts to come out and um, you get, I can't remember what it is you get because I, I haven't completed the game in forever. 
I forgot what you get after you get 120 shine sprites, but essentially what you do is you go through and you collect them and you advance to different levels, very similar to Mario 64. Yeah. Now, there, there is one little nitpicky thing that I have with this game, and it's not really that big of an issue. It's just me being a little nitpicky about the style of game. So what I love about Mario 64 and what I loved about Mario Odyssey is the variety go to the bomb battlefield a world that then you would go to you know like a lava world or an, a world in the sky with this taking place in a specific location on a tropical island all the levels have a tropical island feel to them mm-hmm. it's just like they have a slightly different coat of paint yeah, there's a couple of different varieties. So I'm, I know there's one where you go into a hotel and you essentially become a <clears> ghost <throat> exterminator, which I think is kind of funny because it's a little bit of a. Oh, come on! This Twitch. um, yeah, you you were getting kind of choppy there for a second. Okay, let me um. Let me do this. Let me switch to the a different Wi-Fi that we have, okay. and that might be a little bit better. Okay. All right, stand by. You've never played Mario Sunshine Rampage? That is, uh, that needs to be rectified, my friend. Uh, it's actually really good. I have it for the uh, the GameCube. Um, it had been years since I played it, but uh, I actually played it. Not too long ago on um, the GameCube, just kind of busted it out and was uh, playing it for a bit. My girlfriend was playing it, and I had to help her get past a couple of levels. So, <laughs> and uh, it's actually it holds up like really well. And uh, I actually got a real kind of um, like a it gave me a real Odyssey vibe. All right, I should yeah. be back. Okay. Yeah, um, Rampage was saying that he has never played Mario Sunshine, and uh, I actually have it for the GameCube and uh, played it uh, again for the first time in, like, 15 years uh, about a month or two ago, and I got some real Odyssey vibes out of that game. Well, I think what it is is that with Odyssey, you added Cappy, so it added that little extra layer from the Mario 64 formula. Yeah. So Flood, I think, does that with with this. Now, what's... Uh-oh. Again? <laughs> oh, Discord. <laughs> what happened? Oh, you cut out again for a second. That's okay. Okay. Well, we'll we'll just keep. <sighs> Come on, internet! You're killing me. Oh, jeez! <laughs> I think you're just getting like a. You were fine there for a while. I think you're just getting a hiccup in the internet or something. Okay. So, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, you know how. For example, in Mario 64, you have like seven or eight different stars you can collect where you complete different objectives in different worlds. 
It's the same with Sunshine. And there's one that you do in each world. It's called, like, the objective's called the secret of whatever the objective is. And you go to this, I don't know if alternate dimension's the right word, but you go to, like, this hidden area where Shadow Mario steals the flood. So you have to collect the sprite using old-school, like, platforming tactics. Yeah. Which I, I really enjoy, but... Another cool thing about this game is it introduces Bowser Jr., which was interesting because you hadn't seen the Koopa kids around since the like since Super Mario World. But this was a completely new character. And I remember when he was revealed, I was like initially disappointed because I was like, oh, man, I like the Koopa kids. Yeah. You know, I didn't want them to be replaced by Bowser Jr., but I, I feel like he he fit the role in this and i mean it's of course peach gets kidnapped again you have to save her but all in all and i'll just shout out to rampage says i may lose my nintendo man card on this one but i've never played mario sunshine yeah that's what we if were talking like, about a minute ago as i was saying that uh, you know i played it and i got a real odyssey vibe off of it if you like odyssey and you like mario 64 Definitely give it a shot because I know that Mario Sunshine it, it got good reviews. Mm -hmm. That I played this game with of it, and I was never quite sure why. Because like, is it as good as Mario sixty four? No, but it's still a fun Mario game, and and I know we've both mentioned this before there's something special about playing a Mario game. Oh, yeah. You know, I love the Zelda franchise. It's my all-time favorite. The Sonic games are a lot of fun, but there's something that Nintendo magic that we talk about is especially prevalent in Mario games. And I don't know if it's just they put that little extra TLC on it because mm. it's, you know, their golden goose, but... Well, you know what what does it for me with Mario Sunshine that it does so well is that element of the 3D Mario games where you're trying to like get all the stars and the the coins and all that stuff and you'll be in this level and you'll see like a coin or or something like you know way up somewhere or you know, that some tricky place to get to. So you've got to like go around everywhere and just try to figure out how to get the hell up there to get whatever it is you're going for. And that this game is like all that, <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to, to just traverse all these crazy contraptions and like, you know, just crazy level design. Well, the cool thing too, because Flood actually adds that extra dynamic because yeah. you have three different nozzles that you get for the flood. You have the, the normal one where you can essentially hover in the air. Then you have what's essentially a rocket launcher. So you can get up to really high points. But my personal favorite is the one that makes you run on water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the actual name of it, but you essentially like it makes you run so fast that you run on water. Yeah. And it's, it's a really, really cool dynamic. I I like Mario Sunshine. I don't know why people that I went to school with didn't like it. And it was just if different. you look at the reception, you know, it was 
it was pretty acclaimed by everybody. You know, One Up gave it an A. Uh, IGN gave it a 9.4 out of 10. Nintendo Life, 9 out of 10. Nintendo Power gave it a perfect 10. I don't know if I would go that high, but still, it's it's a fun it's a fun addition to the Mario franchise. And I don't know if it's the game itself or it's the fact that the GameCube went a long time without really being recognized. Because a lot of people credit the GameCube as being the start of Nintendo's like decline into their period of mediocrity that they'd be I in don't for a think while. So, dude, the GameCube was a, such an underrated console. It had so many good games for it. Oh, I agree. And you know, I really, honestly, like as much throwback stuff as they did in Mario Odyssey. I'm surprised they didn't have you know a couple of levels, especially with the island levels with the flood. The flood mm-hmm. device. Like, I think that would should be something that should kind of be part of Mario canon. Like, you know, in the next 3D game, have you know, have Mario have the flood for a couple of levels. Yeah, or even one of the the worlds be you go back to Isle Delfino. Yeah, exactly. And when you, and when you get there, the flood's waiting for you, mm-hmm. and you have to use it in order to complete the objectives. And like, you can't take it out with you. But having the flood be like an exclusive for that world, yeah, I think would be kind of fun. I think so too. <laughs> I think they should add it. That should definitely be a level in the next three D Mario game. Yeah, but th- this was a lot of fun to to go back and play, and it's it's got a little bit of sentimental value for me because I used to keep uh, a GameCube at my grandparents' house, and we would go over and have lunch on Sundays. I had uh, three younger cousins who were several years younger than me, but they would watch me play this game and they would give like commentary for me on it. So it, it was. <laughs> ah, come on, Discord. Don't do this now. All, all this stuff, you know. It was, Whoa, that was weird. It was fun. And to <laughs> me, I felt. You, what happened? You. you uh, it, you just completely stopped. I didn't hear anything. And then when you came back, you were all like super fast. So it was like the internet catching up. That was weird. <laughs> you were the Let me rewind that. You were the micro machines guy for like a second yeah. there. <laughs> that was awesome. Let me rewind that. So another cool thing about this game is I felt like it was the first Mario, and I use Mario specific because I don't... I count Luigi's Mansion, but I kind of don't. When you think of the or earlier Mario games, you don't really think of story yeah. or plot. You just kind of are thrown in, and you're like, hey, run to the end of the level, or fight Bowser. Mm-hmm. But this actually delves into some, like, some plot points. And as I mentioned, you know, Mario, Peach... And a couple of others go on vacation. Mario gets framed for defacing the island. I I like stuff like that. You know, I, I like that they added that story element. And there was a little bit in Luigi's Mansion where Mario was kidnapped, but I felt like this was the first Mario game that really expanded upon a story. Because if you really think about it, even with Mario 64, you show up to Peach's castle and you're like, oh, she's kidnapped again, gotta go save her. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much it. But 
I, I dig that about this game, and I think that's another aspect that is kind of overlooked when it comes to the significance of of Mario Sunshine. I think this game would be ripe for a re- uh, not a remake, but just a remastering. Well, you know, with all the the Mario games that are rumored to be remastered, isn't this one of them? Is oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. I think it is. I would get a remastered Mario Sunshine in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Like if you had Sunshine with the Odyssey type of look, day one purchase. And give me a Wind Waker remaster. Nintendo. Now what? Now what they should do because they remastered it for the Wii U, but they should just port that to the Switch because I think I was one of like three people who yeah, owned the Wii I U. I forgot that they did that. Yeah, I never owned a Wii U. So uh, yeah, if you yeah, give me give me uh, some some more Zelda. I still have to play. Um, oh crap! What's it called? Uh, Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. I still got to play that. Hmm. It's like I was telling you the other day. I love Breath of the Wild, but with Link's Awakening, it was nice to go back and play a traditional top-down, go-through-dungeons type of Zelda game. Yeah. And it looks great. Hmm. It's it's such a fun game. <clears throat> like, you you would love it. Like, it's it's very Link to the Past-esque. See, I, I see it in the store all the time, and I want to get it, but and I'm like, should I just wait till there's a sale? But that's the thing is like Nintendo never puts anything on sale ever. Yeah. I'm sure if they could get away with it, they would still be charging $50 for NES games in the store if they could get away with it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that's Nintendo for you. Yeah. But no, this this was this game was a lot of fun. To, to go back and play and I, I wish that more people talked about it and gave it the credit that it deserves yeah because like I said it, it was critically acclaimed but there were there were people who weren't as big of fans of it but yeah I I enjoy it and I, I don't think the flood was just a gimmick like I, I think it actually added to the gameplay much like I thought Cappy did with Mario Odyssey, like I had no issue with that yeah. whatsoever. I mean, there were people that had but, problems with, with that too. But then again, like, it, dude, it's a Mario game. It's supposed to have weird weapons and power ups and all that kind of stuff. Like that's what Mario's all about. It's a dude who eats mushrooms and stomps on turtles. Like really? <laughs> yeah, and you're looking for logic. Yeah, in that there's no logic there. Like just just. Do what I do, just get sucked into it, and just have fun. Exactly. Because I was I was mentioning the the Mario magic, because no other game franchise can literally make me feel like I'm a kid again, like Mario can. Mm-hmm. Zelda doesn't do that, but Mario does. Absolutely. But all in all, I think I would give this game, I'd say a solid nine. Yeah, I'd say it's up there. I would have probably give it about an eight, eight and a half. So I think yeah. I think we meet in the middle, eight and a half. Yeah. No, like, like eight I said, and a half, nine-ish to me. Like I said, I, I played it not too long ago. I mean, I didn't do like a whole playthrough, but I did because my girlfriend was playing it, and, and I had to get her past a couple of certain levels, and I forgot how good that game, like how good it felt to play. Like, 
especially with that controller. Man, that was the best controller Nintendo ever made, man. My favorite controller of all time, like of so any good. console. I would use that controller for everything. Like, if I could hook it up well, to the PS4, I would do that. <laughs> well, when you have small hands like I do, it like it fits like perfectly in yeah. my hands. It's fantastic. Well, you know, you've got you big it, meat hooks like these. It, it feels good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, go play Mario Sunshine. Like, if you have a GameCube and you can only have five games, this has got to be one of them. Oh, yeah. I'd highly, highly recommend it. And thank you to, uh, once again, thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro for voting this. It was a lot of fun to go back and play. Like, I, I had almost forgotten how good of a game this really was. Because I, I had played it, I think, about a year ago. And it was, I just played through it very briefly. I think I got to the second world. It was just something that I played for like a few hours. Yeah. And that was really it. But it was nice to go back and really get into this game. Yeah. Um, For my review next week, uh, I'm going to do the original Mega Man because I started playing it on stream last Sunday and uh, everybody was joining me watching me play that game badly and uh <laughs> so i'm gonna try to finish it this weekend uh i'm kind of scared because i i got all the way up to where um i was just about to get to that big yellow bastard that you gotta fight that goes from side to side and uh, oh not, the uh the yellow devil yeah the yellow devil called. and i'm not looking forward to that fight at all not i've at got all. all the faith yeah it's a good game, though. It still holds up like crazy, but I still got to say I, I love the later Mega Man games, especially when they added in, you know, the slide and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's missing a lot of stuff because it is the original Mega Man, but at the same time, it's like all the 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 elements are there. It's just, God, it's so freaking hard. <laughs> it's like, it's Nintendo hard. It's crazy to think that you've never reviewed the original Mega Man. Well, I just, I don't know. Like, well, like I'm going to get into it next week. You know, Mega Man 2 was, I, I don't remember. I remember distinctly uh, renting Mega Man 2 numerous times. I never bought it, but I did re- uh, rent it numerous times. And I don't remember if I, re- if I rented the original Mega Man because of Mega Man 2 and how much I liked it, or if I played Mega Man first and didn't like it, and that was why it took me a while to to rent Mega Man 2. Yeah. Because I remember not really liking the original Mega Man, but I was in love with Mega Man 2. But I don't remember Mm kind of what the direction was there for for how I got into Part 1. Yeah. I do remember no, I that look, box look, art was terrible though. That's that's going to yeah. be a, a point of <laughs> a point I'm going to bring up next week. Man, that box art is awful. What were they thinking? Looks nothing like the actual game. I'm going to say that's probably the worst box art of all time. Hands down. I can you think of anything else that has worse box art than that? Off the top of my head, no. It's terrible. It looks I'll, like, I'll tell you what I'll do. It looks like what a a a a, sto- a ninth grade stoner would like draw on his like folder, and 
<laughs> at lunch in <laughs> ninth grade. What I'm going to do for next week's show, I'm I'm going to find like the five worst video game yes. box arts, and we'll we'll talk about it. Do on the show. that, and we'll 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 compare them as we as we go through the game. <laughs> yeah, because I can't think of any other ones. I mean, I know there are, but man, I don't think there's anything as bad as the original Mega Man. Honestly. You'd be hard-pressed to find something that's worse, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some Google searches this week. Yeah. Well, to give a um, a little bit of a extended preview, so after your next review, I'll be doing the other winner in the Patreon poll. I will be reviewing the original Crash Bandicoot. Oh, I've reviewed nice. the collection, and then I, I reviewed Crash Bandicoot 2, you know, a while back on the show, but I've never reviewed the original one, so that will be what I do. I'm going to play the non-remastered Crash Bandicoot just to get the full authentic feel. Oh, that's cool. Fantastic. So we got Mega Man next week and then the original uh, Crash Bandicoot week after that. So hope yep. you're looking forward to that, people, because and definitely come by Sunday right here at twitch.tv slash jfunktastic and hang out with me at 4 p.m. Central. Um, I'm going to be playing the original Mega Man, and you can hang out with everybody laughing at me in the chat room because I'm so terrible at it. But I, I, that's the thing. I'm so bad at the game, but then eventually I end, always end up finishing them at some point. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish Mega Man if it kills me this weekend. I like to think you do it just for the audience's entertainment. Yeah, I do. And I, and I give you credit for it. That's the only reason I, I play the... I, I, I all, and then that's like my catchphrase is, why do I do this to myself? Because it's crazy. <laughs> These games are, are made by masochists, man. <laughs> you know, like, why would you do this to a child? I was 10 playing this. I was 10 years old playing these games, and they're like, make me want to throw the controller through the wall. Different time, my friend. Yep. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So, Derek, is there anything else you would like to tell the people before we leave tonight? Yeah, I've got uh, plugs. So those who are... Uh, 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 no, don't do this, Discord. We're almost done. If you want to go over... Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> That is not a fan of me today. Yeah, start over because you're, you're good right now. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So search The Jagged Show on YouTube where I will be facing off against award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps in pro wrestling trivia at 9 p.m. So as we record this in 20 minutes, mm -hmm. we will be uh, deciding who wins the big gold belt, hopefully that Brandon Rutledge will provide. Yes. Um, and then this Sunday, after you watch Jason conquer Mega Man, head over to the Derek Diamond Experience Facebook page where I'll be doing my second live interview. So I, I did one this past Sunday and actually had uh, quite a bit of fun with it and had a good turnout. I'll be review, uh, not reviewing, but I'll be interviewing uh, actor, writer, director, Mike Mayhall, who's actually up for an Emmy Ooh. for his show, uh, Bronx SIU. And the Emmys are actually this Friday, so I could be interviewing a new Emmy Award winner. Fantastic. And if not, then then we'll have fun with it anyway. So he's originally from New Orleans, so he's 
a locally based actor who's you know had some good success. So awesome. We'll be uh, chatting about his career and hopefully uh, an Emmy win. Uh, that'll be this Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time at Facebook.com slash Podcast. And for myself, be right here tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for a new edition of the Open Micers Podcast, where we're going to be talking to actor Jason Edwards, who you have seen in Preacher, uh, CSI. He's been in a lot of stuff. And um, he was also in a little movie called Monsters Anonymous. And he was the producer of Monsters Anonymous as well. So join us tomorrow night where we talk with Jason Edwards. And we're going to do our top five favorite Nintendo games. We always like to do a top five with our guests. And that was what he wanted to do. So I was like, I'm down with that. And um, we're doing that right here. 7 p.m. tomorrow night, Thursday night. uh, Right here on my Twitch channel. And then, like Derek said, I'll be back here at 4 o'clock. Central on Sunday to play Mega Man badly, so you can join me for that. And uh, I think that's just about it. Anything else before we go this evening? Real quick, for those who live in Pensacola, tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this, the uh, the day it comes out on the download, I'll be hosting 90s trivia at Blue Wahoo Stadium. Come out. We have drink specials, $2 beers. <laughs> Can't beat that. So... <laughs> And then on Saturday at 7 p.m., we'll be showing Sonic the Hedgehog here at Blue Wahoo Stadium. Tickets are only five bucks. So come on out. You can sit in a seat. You can sit on the field, sit wherever you want and watch the biggest surprise movie of 2020. Yeah, go uh, go have as much fun and drink as much as you can because it looks like Florida's going to be uh, walled off <laughs> in the next few weeks. <laughs> we're we're just going to cut the state off of the rest of the U.S. And we're just going to be our own island. Yeah, you're going to be like uh, New York in Escape from New York. It's just going to be like, no one goes there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, but if yeah. you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, where you can go throw us a couple of bucks a month to keep the lights on over here and we are and keep us over that $50 level so we can keep doing the uh, commentary tracks for you every month. And uh, if you can't do that, can't throw us a buck, we understand times are hard. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. If you can, because Discord is not being friendly. (laughs) May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. (laughs) 